Has your child ever melted down before? Do you know what a tantrum sounds like? If you're a parent, the answer to these questions is heck yes. You've experienced firsthand the impact perspective or a lack thereof can have on our kids. So today on the Church Home Podcast, we are going to talk about the question, is it possible to raise kids who keep perspective? And the answer is no. And so that's the end of our conversation. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I actually think it might be possible. And if so, what are some ways that we can help them keep perspective? So to help me in the conversation today, I have my amazing wife, Christine, here on the show. Babe, are you excited to talk about this? So excited. This is definitely a part of our daily conversation with our kids. (laughs) And me. And you helping me keep perspective. I wasn't going to say it, but you did. Well, not only have we watched our own kids lose their minds on a regular basis, um, I actually was an overreactor myself when I was a child. Can you believe that? Shocking. Shocking. Yeah. I'd love to hear what my mom has to say about this. You know, what's funny is if you ever hear parents talk, sometimes they will describe their child as, quote, passionate. Have you ever heard that before? Yeah. And the funny thing about it is the term passionate, it's just a polite way of saying, yeah, my child loses their minds over small stuff. But that doesn't sound very flattering. So we come up with code words as parents. And so guess what? I was a, quote, passionate kid. I can remember one time, specifically, I was breaking down and weeping. It was a Saturday morning. I was in the backyard, and I was getting ready to go over to my neighbor's house to play. And my mom stops me, and she reminds me that I had some chores I needed to finish. And I literally lost my mind. I remember sobbing. And through the sobs, I'm trying to talk and that stuttered breathing (laughs) that happens when you're out of control. And I remember saying to her something along the lines of, all I ever do around here is chores. It's not fair. And the best part about it, I was like in seventh grade. (laughs) This was was not a four-year-old. This was like 12-year-old Damon completely losing his mind. The other day, we were in one of our kids' rooms, and it was filthy. And so so I make this offhanded comment to the child, and I'm like, child, it's time for you to clean your room up. And I'll never forget, they just started weeping. And, and literally through the tears, they said, it's so hard being a kid. <laughs> it's, it's not fair that you get to be an adult. And I looked at them, and I was like, what? And they were like, yeah. All I ever have to, all I ever do is just clean up my room. (laughs) Was like perfect because I was seeing my own sins as a child revisited upon me. But this whole idea and this concept of is it possible to raise kids who are able to, at least to begin, to develop the ability to keep a perspective? Christine, what would you say? What are some of the mistakes that we made? as parents when it came to trying to help our kids keep perspective while they were melting down? No, that's good. I I like how you asked me about what the mistakes that we've made. (laughs) Well, you know, it's really more you than me, but I didn't want to say that on the podcast. (laughs) One of the first things that comes to my mind is, you know, that we were overreacting ourselves. So Mm. 
um, when our child does something that, you know, is an overreaction that we kind of mirror what they're doing, which really all it does is just add fuel to the fire. Right. And, and you're showing that that's how you respond to a situation. So you're, mm. you're, you're by your example, you're leading by example, um, other or yelling at them. If you just get, you know, getting that short, like, oh, I'm so frustrated. And you let your, let your emotions get the best of you. And even just the things that you speak over them, calling them names, you're, why did you do that? Or you're so whiny. Things like that are not healthy. They're not good. They're not benefiting the situation, and you're not helping de-escalate the situation. So be honest. <laughs> have you ever called our kids a name? <laughs> I can't think of a time where I have. Really? Can you think of a time that I have? I think I, I, think I have said <laughs> quit being such and such. So quit, quit being a whiner. Oh, quit, okay. You know, uh, or... Have I ever said, don't be a baby? No. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but just even those those simple things, like right. you were saying, is like, oh, that's yeah. just ah, that's just what you say in the heat of the moment, right? As if that's an excuse. Right. And so much damage can be done in just one little word that you that you mm-hmm. speak over your child. Um, we talk about reacting versus responding. So reacting is literally just letting your emotions take over and whatever you feel, that's what you say. But responding is taking a moment, gathering your thoughts and thinking, how am I going to respond to this situation? Um, They're two very different things and they, and they, the outcome can be completely different as well. So be honest between the two of us, who's the reactor and who's the responder in this relationship? (laughs) Can I plead the fifth? (laughs) No, I, Enough said. <laughs> I think you, I think you've already um, shown your cards on that one. <laughs> so, in addition to overreacting, um, when our kids are freaking out and our kids are melting down, when we're starting to get frustrated, uh, probably another response on our part as parents that isn't the healthiest is just to ignore it. You know, there's definitely a wisdom in not making a big deal out of everything, but ignoring when our kids melt down and when they lose perspective. That's probably not the best approach either, even though I got to admit, it's sure a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's crazy as parents. You can develop this like mute button when it comes to our kids that they can be going crazy and like destroying a grocery store. But it's like you've turned the mute button on and you're just like calmly walking down, down the aisle while cans are flying and the manager is like getting on the intercom and calling the cops. It's just it's kind of a survival technique that that some that we can use as parents sometimes. But but that's also not good because it's not addressing the attitude, you know, and, and that's that's causing the child to lose perspective. What would you say? What's another another response that we as parents sometimes do that might not be the best? I think about like when we can almost shut down their emotions, how they're feeling, how kids are feeling. Because you think because because it, it is an overreaction, the tendency would to be like, okay, you're fine, push through, tough it out, or you know, like a, we have we have very um, passionate kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll be one of those parents, and so if they, you know, sometimes if one of them gets hurt. Literally, it's like literally their arms getting cut off by their response, mm-hmm. and and it's it, the tendency would just to be like you're fine, walk it off, you're okay, or like it, you know, just basically shut down how they feel, um, and that's not good either because you want to acknowledge like those feelings are real mm-hmm. and they're 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 real, and I think we as we're 
parenting our kids, we're teaching them how to be a healthy adult. And so teaching them how to feel their emotions in a, in a, in a healthy way, um, not just shutting them down. Because yeah. then then we're teaching them just how to stuff emotions. And some of us have experienced that, you know, as a child. And then as we become adults, it's like when you stuff, 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 you know, eventually something's got to give. Yeah. So that's not healthy either. You know, how, how do we instill in our kids the ability to maintain perspective even when they're disappointed? This is a big one for for us right now in our our family, mm-hmm. you know, when your kids' expectations get set for a certain thing that something's going to happen, how do we, how do we help them keep perspective in those situations? I mean, that's the goal, right? Yeah. Have you figured it out? <laughs> if you have, tell me, or write a best-selling book. <laughs> no, but the the truth is, is through trial and error, is you kind of start to figure out what works and and what doesn't work, mm-hmm. and if you make a commitment to go, okay. Uh, Jesus, help me not to overreact, mm-hmm. right? Help me not to try and fight fire with fire, which only builds a bigger fire. But I also don't want to ignore it mm-hmm. and take the easy way out. And and most of all, I, I don't want to shut down my kids' emotions mm-hmm. because that causes a lot of long-term damage. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anybody grew up in a home where basically they weren't allowed to emote, mm-hmm. <laughs> where emotions were... Were, were not okay and they were told to stop crying, just stop crying, mm-hmm. that that doesn't set kids up for success and actually follows them into the adulthood. So, but there's got to be an answer. Mm-hmm. And the good thing about it, and this is what I love, is that, you know, God has a plan to help our kids be able to develop perspective. Mm-hmm. And and I think one of the things, you know, for us that we kind of stumbled on was, you know, this idea of how do you teach a four-year-old perspective? <laughs> it's a very ethereal concept, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's very nebulous. And I came up with that word before the podcast to sound smart. But, <laughs> you know, it, it's just it's difficult to explain. One of the ways that we've tried to is to help a child understand perspective is the concept of, hey, Little owie, little response. Big owie, big response. Mm-hmm. Or little problem, little response. Big problem, big response. Mm-hmm. Because let's face it, perspective doesn't mean that you're always calm. Perspective is the ability to be able to accurately judge the situation. So if you've just been told to turn the Xbox off and you proceed to fall and collapse on the floor and pound things and throw them across the room, well, that's a loss of perspective. Because is it a problem in the child's mind? Yes, it is, because of unmet expectations. Mm -hmm. But the response is now not fitting the situation. And so what would you say, you know, with our kids, how has that played out? This whole idea of little owie, little response. Mm -hmm. Big owie, big response to help them to begin to develop healthy perspective. Yeah. No, it's, I think, I think that's really big. Um, it's, it's definitely formed the way that we have walked through this, this whole idea of perspective with our kids. And I think also just even helping them when they do get to that point where, you know, four-year-olds, you can talk about owies, but as they get older, it's giving, giving them a big wider perspective. So like if one of our kids might be a little bit more sensitive and read into situations and take things personal that aren't meant to be personal. Mm-hmm. So we'll help them say, okay, so, you know, does 
Does your sister love you? Yes. Do you think she was trying to make you feel a certain way? No. So let's think the best. Let's have that perspective of the whole picture. Like, okay, they're, they were coming from a place of love and she just wanted to have some space. She, it's not that she doesn't want to be with you. You know, things like that where you can, you can literally rationalize with your kids. Like, let's have a, let's look at the whole situation and have perspective so that they're not um, just going immediately with their emotions and taking it and running with it. The whole little medium, big. You didn't talk about medium responses. So. Oh, there you go. No, it's just the extremes. <laughs> just extremes. Only the extremes. <laughs> Which is funny because whenever we would ask our kids, is it, is it a big, medium, or, or a little? And it was always, it's medium. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a safe answer. <laughs> but I do think it's good, you know, to, for your for the kids, your kids to really, our kids to understand, you know, our response should equate what's going on here, what the situation is. You know, you read the Bible a little bit, and, and it says that God feels love, that he feels hatred towards things. He feels anger. He feels joy. He's patient. He gets indignant. Uh, he's he's long-suffering. I mean, he's compassionate. I mean, mm-hmm. these are powerful emotional terms. Mm-hmm. And God is not a, a, a static, stoic being. He is an he is emotional and the perfection of emotion, perfect emotion and yet emotion, which goes to show that we are emotional beings because we're spiritual beings made in the image of God and we have been created to feel emotion. So in light of that as parents, we want to teach our kids that emotions are good. Mm-hmm. It's bad attitudes that aren't. Mm-hmm. And those are two very different things. And if a child gets hurt, falls down, and is crying, that's just a natural response to getting hurt. But if a child starts throwing a tantrum because they were told no, mm-hmm. well, now attitude is starting to creep into it. Mm-hmm. And that our goal is to not stifle emotion. Right. Our goal is to help our kids begin to be self-governed. And this, you know, the... the What's the purpose of having kids that have perspective? I mean, if you stop for a moment, why? I think the answer is, is because you want them to grow up into adults that have perspective. Right. And you want them to be adults that are able to function in life and, and walk out what God has for them and not be sidetracked and, and, and blindsided every time something doesn't go their way. And all of us have met adults that never learned that. Mm-hmm. And it's like they explode over some of the smallest stuff. Well, they haven't learned how to have perspective. So what would you say? You know, you mentioned it earlier, Christine, which I thought was so good about we think the best. Yeah. As a family, we, we, we choose to think the best, which gets to this whole concept of we get to decide what we focus on. Right. And we're, get, we're either going to focus on what we have or we're going to focus on what we don't have. And isn't it crazy how that can actually influence our perspective? Yeah. I mean, I think it's something that we've always um, – I'm really grateful to grow up in a family that definitely had that perspective. Like, well, let's choose to think the best. When we have a, a blank to fill in where we don't know, let's think the best instead of the worst, even if the worst is eventually what ha- ends up happening – it's a so much better way to live. Mm-hmm. If you're skeptical and always thinking the worst, yeah. then your thought path is going to go down that rabbit trail. But if you are thinking the best and choosing to think the best, then you're just going to live a lot more fun, fulfilling life. And I think about our kids, 
wanting them to think the best, wanting them to think the best of each other and and others and their friends. It's just such a happier, more joyful way to live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and also equipping your kids to be able to verbalize how they're feeling. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. is a huge thing. Yeah. And you know, I know my natural bent is to try and shut it down. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's kind of how I would default as a parent if I was kind of left to my own devices. It's like, okay, you've cried long enough. Let's move on. Let's shut this thing down mm-hmm. because it's now getting to be an inconvenience for me. Yeah. Like that's just, that would be how I would function normally. And learning how to help my kids articulate how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. This is actually a conversation that I had with my dad. And he said, hey, can I, t- can I tell you something? And uh, it's, it was one of those tones where you knew something was coming. It's like, Ugh, okay, yeah, what is it? <laughs> I knew I was about to be corrected. And I tell you what, his, his comment literally changed the way that I parent. He said, you know, I noticed sometimes when your kids are having a hard time with their emotions, you just like, you kind of drop the hammer. And I didn't want to hear that. I didn't like hearing that. Um, it's not feedback that I wanted. And I wanted to get defensive and I wanted to like explain to him why that wasn't true. But the Holy Spirit started talking to me and he started showing me that like when my kids would, in my mind, really begin to overreact, I would get irritated by it. And so I wanted to teach them not to overreact. So I would like drop the hammer. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is, is I've now painted their emotion as a negative thing. Yeah. And so... You know, I asked my dad, I was like, well, so what do you think I should do? And he's like, you need to ask them how they're feeling. And so literally I was like, okay. And so every time something would happen before reacting, which was my kind of my default, stop and go, okay, so how are you feeling right now? Frustrated or angry or I'm sad. And, and you say, well, what's the point of that? What's that going to change? Well, it's an acknowledgement. Right. It's a, it's a, it's anytime we acknowledge something and take the time to acknowledge it, you're ascribing value to it. And so just by asking our kids how they're feeling, how is this making you feel? You are ascribing value to their emotions. And then to go, okay, you know, I'm sorry, bud. That's, yeah, that's, that's a bummer. And then empathize with them and say, yeah, I can see how I can see why you're disappointed. You're not going to get to watch a show and you thought you were going to get to watch a show or you're not going to be able to do what you thought you were going to do. I get it. That's frustrating. Okay. So we acknowledge kids' emotions. You get them to verbalize it, but then go, okay, so now we've got a choice to make. Are we going to choose to let this ruin our day or are we going to make a choice to go, okay, that, that is frustrating, but, but you know what? Let's, let's move on. And I tell you what, we are a work in progress. (laughs) I am a work in progress, but I can certainly say this, that my own perspective on my kids' emotions, I think has changed their ability to be able to have perspective. Mm -hmm. And that's because of a wrong perspective that was on the inside of me. Mm. With our kids, you know, with with the parents that are listening to the conversation today, you know, each of our kids are different. Each of their kids are unique. They're different. How we as parents uh, address our kids' emotions, it, it has to be unique to that child. There is no one-size-fits-all solution. But what would you say to the parent that is is realizing, huh, I think I've just like 
explained my kids' overreactions and tantrums away as being passionate. <laughs> but, I, but I think I need to begin to start helping to shape perspective in their lives. What would you say to that mom or that dad? Yeah, it's a great question. I think, I think just first, like, like you were saying, you know, our job as parents is we're really teaching our kids how to be healthy adults. Mm-hmm. So letting, allowing them and acknowledge how they're feeling, but also making that intentional choice of I'm going to help my kids walk through this process of learning how to be self-governed and not let, not letting their emotions rule them and, you know, on, on whatever whim, however they're feeling, but helping them and say, I'm going to help my kids walk through this, this having this conversation with them so that they can be, learn how to be self-governed. Mm-hmm. And it's been incredible watching, you know, our kids who, you know, are very emotional. Like I, I'm just, even last night I was thinking about, um, about the situation with our daughter who, she was swimming and swim team, and she forgot to put her goggles on and dove into the pool. But they were on her head. They were on her head, but she just forgot to put them on her eyes. And I've, I've mentioned before, she is a typical firstborn. Like when things don't go how she expects, it's it's she has a heart. She has to work on perspective and the whole looking at the whole picture. And she was, I mean, she got out of that race and she was shut down. Mm-hmm. She was shut down because she was feeling. Just emotional. emotional. She's emotionally shut down. We had to talk to her and literally pull it out of her and say, what are you feeling? Let's talk about this mm-hmm. because we don't want this to ruin the rest of your swim meet. Mm-hmm. If this is supposed to be fun. So let's talk about how you're feeling. Let's talk about how we can, you know, work on walk through this situation and learn from it and use it as a tool to even adjust with, with her emotions. I'm so proud of her. I mean, she walked through it. She was a little bit shut down, but she talked about it and acknowledged like, yeah, I, you know, I've, I'm so frustrated because I, you know, I know this, but she said, you know what? She was embarrassed. She was embarrassed. Yeah. yeah. But she said, you know, I'm probably never going to do that again (laughs) because I'm going to learn from it. (laughs) And by the time that, you know, at the end she was all smiles and just literally like jumping out of her skin, excited about the rest of the swimmy. And because she was able to turn it around. And I think there's security when you, when you can, you learn that you can govern your own emotions. There's something, I mean, there's something there. It's like you're giving yourself boundaries almost. And it, and it breeds this like security for kids. Mm -hmm. So I think as parents, we can help our kids learn that we're winning in life and teaching them how to be self-governed adults. You made a, you made a comment about thinking the best. Yeah. And that's really just a choice of what we're going to focus on. Mm -hmm. I mean, for adults and for kids. Yeah. Every situation can go one of two ways. Mm-hmm. We can think the worst, and it's going to make us miserable, and we'll get stuck there. Mm-hmm. Or we can choose to think the best, and then, you know what? The weight comes off, you experience peace again, and, and you're able to move on. So if you're listening to the conversation right now, and you're thinking about your own children or your own child and, and, and saying to yourself, wow, they, they are really overreacting right now and have an inability to keep perspective. When you face that as a parent, that can be, over, that can be overwhelming. That, that's a daunting thing because you realize if I engage and if I am going to help them be able to develop perspective, it is not an overnight thing. It's actually something that happens multiple times every single day. And the temptation is, is uh, if I ignore it, it's going to be a lot easier. But here's the encouragement is that it is worth the pain. Mm -hmm. It's worth the effort. 
It's worth the repetition. Oh, my goodness. You just have to repeat yourself over and over and over, and you ask yourself, are they even listening? (laughs) And sometimes you feel like you are a broken record when it comes to perspective, when it comes to attitude, when it comes to emotions. But it's all worth it. It's all worth it because the goal is to set our kids up for success. And if we can help our kids be able to develop a healthy perspective that they have a healthy acknowledgement of their emotions, but at the same time aware of, I have a choice to make here. I am not controlled by these emotions. My emotions were never meant to be in control of me. I have a will and I get to decide what I want to do. And then choosing to focus on what's right, oh my goodness, it's going to produce so much life in their children, in our kids, and that's what we want at the end of the day. So just remember, you're not alone in this. We're on this parenting adventure together.